Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and Pastor Adam Osier continue their discussion on the Oxford Confession, looking at Article 12. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary. Whatever your vocation is, start here, go anywhere, grounded in God's Word. Welcome to the Being Lutheran podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bowe, and I'm joined by... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Adam Osier. All it's right. been a time, Brett, hasn't it? It really welcome, has. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. I, I've enjoyed my little hiatus and enjoyed uh, settling into a new church. I've, I've moved congregations since I've last been um, on, on the podcast. And so thanks for your patience, everybody. I've really enjoyed the last uh, number of episodes just listening in. And uh, with Adam here today again, I enjoyed your episodes with Jason and then uh, also Jordan Cooper. Uh, we've had some excellent content here, and uh, but looking forward to kind of getting back into a normal groove here. Yeah, it's it's been nice to bring back the bonus interview episodes. I think it's mm-hmm. it's great that we have the opportunity and occasion to introduce people to other voices, and especially Jordan answering all of those questions that I had questions about and doing it so matter-of-factly. Like, <laughs> like he didn't even exercise one or two brain cells on that. He just had it right there available yeah. To him. So that was wonderful. Adam, you did a great job. Yeah. And now you're you. back with us. Uh, mm-hmm. l- let's talk about something that, that people don't know. You've been on the show twice now. Yeah. And you got a new microphone out of the deal, and you've already forced us to change venues. I have that effect on people. It's all about you, yeah. isn't it, it? It is, kind of, a little so, bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for At those, least I like to think so. For those who don't remember or haven't listened to Adam's interview episodes, Adam is the dean of the Free Lutheran Bible College, which will serve as the temporary headquarters for our recording studios. We're, mm-hmm. we're recording right now in a very large conference right. room. That's why you have yeah. a little bit of the reverb and the echo going yeah, on. Yeah, and we even talked about making a little fort to try yeah. to get some barrier. Get a pillow fort. Yeah, a pillow underneath. fort. We'll, 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 we'll figure this out. Uh, uh, one thing you have noticed is what not having Brian around has done yes. for us. Uh, but it's good to be back. Uh, and it's good to be back on a regular rotation of content. We're going to jump mm-hmm. right back into the Augsburg Confession. We're on Article 12. And I I don't think it's possible for me to talk about how excited I am to be just back on a mm-hmm. four-episode rotation for right. this. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's kind of fun is, uh, you know, Brian was a seminary classmate of uh, Jason and I, or not classmate, but we were there together. And so was Adam as well. Yeah, so that's, right. that's kind of a nice, uh, you just fit right in. Well, yeah, you. you were with Adam for one year. I was with Brian, and I were with Adam for two years or something. Two years, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that's right. Yeah, we were still all together for that one year. Mm-hmm. You guys taught me everything I know. That's right. I yeah. appreciate <laughs> that. Being that I've known you since like yeah, junior I, high. You know, yeah, I try and forget those things you taught me. <laughs> I, I, but I, seminary was good. <laughs> I've heard some stories. Maybe maybe sometime we'll. Yeah. They'll come up. Uh, they will definitely come up. So yeah, good. Well, we should jump into the, the yep. uh, content here today. Otherwise. Uh, People just turn us off and stop listening. As if that hasn't already been happening. Right. But yeah. If you're still with us. Yeah. If, if you're with us after 200 plus episodes, then God bless you. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we're going to get back into our normal routine of walking through the Augsburg Confession and the Apology. And uh, today we're on Article 12, 
on repentance. And I think to start, I'll just read the article for us and get that um, laid out, and you can listen along, and then uh, we'll continue our discussion from there. So this is Augsburg Confession, Article 12, Repentance, and it's a little longer than, well, yeah, some of them have been so short, but uh, this is getting a little bit longer, but that's all right. Um, So repentance, it is taught among us that those who sin after baptism receive forgiveness of sin whenever they come to repentance, and absolution should not be denied them by the church. Properly speaking, true repentance is nothing else than to have contrition and sorrow or terror on account of sin, and yet at the same time to believe the gospel and absolution, namely that sin has been forgiven and grace has been obtained through Christ. And this faith will comfort the heart and again set it at rest. Amendment of life and the forsaking of sin would then follow, for these must be the fruits of repentance, as John says, bear fruit that befits repentance, Matthew 3, 8. Rejected here are those who teach that persons who have once become godly cannot fall again. Condemned, on the other hand, are the novations who denied absolution to such as had sinned after baptism. Rejected also are those who teach that forgiveness of sin is not obtained through faith, but through the satisfactions made by man. And uh, that's the Augsburg Confession, Article 12, Repentance. And so I guess as we get started here, Jason, can you... Kind of, uh, since we're getting back into this after a few episodes of, of not in, in uh, the Augsburg Confession like this, uh, where have we been and, and what's the structure leading up into this part as we start talking about repentance today? Well, you know, as we've mentioned several times before, everything that happens now in the Augsburg Confession is flowing out of the conversation on justification. And, and really, you know, Articles 5 through 11 fit into that. We've talked about the ministry of the church. We've touched on the sacraments a little bit. But what repentance comes about, and and I think this is one of the most important lines in the entire Augsburg Confession is in this article, that whenever someone repents, they need to be forgiven. They Mm -hmm. can't be left dangling and and that's really the sum total of what this article in the in the, the Augsburg Confession is about, but also in the Apology is uh, when there is repentance, there is not to be a delayed uh, application of the gospel. It needs to happen right away, and that's mm-hmm. you know I, I think you're at a point where we would hope that the Church of today would not think repentance is a controversial subject. It, it kind of seems kind of foreign that this would be a part of our confession. But it's because when people repent, there's often delayed or complete lack of application of the gospel. And that's where the controversy is. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I was thinking about this too. And and I remember a conversation with a lady in my church a few years ago. And I was teaching a series on repentance. And she almost made it seem like we don't need that anymore. Like once we repent, I think her view of repentance was kind of like the one time coming into the faith. And uh, so I think that series was good. But uh, Adam, what's been some of your um, interactions with church people, students and whatnot, uh, talking about repentance? So I was a pastor for uh, a couple of years uh, at at a church, a a small two-point parish. And one of my, my parishioners, had an experience with another church, a church body I, I won't name, but it was not Lutheran, uh, and they had 
been in, in some way, shape, or form kind of trying to recruit him, uh, this, this parishioner. And, and he was reading some of their material and giving me some of the material to see. And one of the, the things that I saw in the material was there was a large, I'll call it a pamphlet, on how to get saved. So that was the, the nature of the, uh, the pamphlet. And the vast majority of this pamphlet was repentance, and there was essentially one paragraph on faith. Uh, repentance, then, to them, and, and the quote that I remember from this pamphlet was, repentance is showing God that we mean business. <laughs> and the thing that bothered me about that so much was the idea that, hmm. uh, that, that somehow I had to come and show God I was sorry enough and prove that over a period of time. And, and it was so that, that this uh, individual, as I understand it, was was told that there was a two-year delay in being baptized once you got saved, once you repented and showed God you meant business. There was a significant delay into which you could be baptized into the faith to prove that you were really serious. And what that leaves with consciences is just absolute terror. Yeah. And, and there was no there was no rest for the conscience in that in that circle in that situation. And in the sum total of what we're going to be talking about with this article is the outcome needs to be comfort for the conscience, yes. right? And and this is, repentance is a big part of what we've been teaching here on the podcast of the two halves of the Christian life are assurance of salvation yeah. and then vocation, right? Yep. Without comfort in repentance, there is no vocation. It goes completely away. It's like vocation gets sucked into that, uh, well, that part of it. It gets sucked into it. In, in a false teaching of repentance leads to a works righteousness. Mm-hmm. And what works righteousness means is that our vocations evaporate because our good works are no longer for our neighbor. Our good works are in competition with our neighbor. Mm. And, mm. and that's what we lose if we lose assurance of salvation. Now, there's something interesting that you said a few moments ago, Brett, that I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. And that is the parishioner you were talking to that said, we don't need to talk about repentance anymore because <laughs> she was equating repentance with conversion. Yeah, right? right. Yep. And this is exactly for the last several articles what we've been talking about. We've been hitting the American church really hard on this because the American church excels. Well, it is my whipping boy and excels at being my whipping boy. But the American church excels at reserving the gospel only for conversion. Mm. And and so the byproduct of that is that we catechize the people in our churches to believe that repentance is the other half of conversion and not the daily activity Mm. of the Christian. You know, so I would say well, at the beginning, that repentance wouldn't be a controversial article, but mm-hmm. but what might be revolutionary for people here listening, uh, especially those who aren't lifelong Lutherans, is that repentance is baptism. Mm-hmm. That that is your daily activity in your baptism is that that you are putting to death your sinful nature and yeah. rising again a new person. That is the outcome yep. of repentance. Yeah, and I, I think that. And I'll just bring up this verse since we were kind of on this a little bit. Um, Hebrews 6.1 says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. And I think that that was a little bit behind that that person's, you know, hey, we've already repented, you know, let's let's move on to uh, maturity, I think was kind of a, 
probably most likely a misreading of that verse in that context. But uh, I just think that's you know that that verse does have repentance and faith. You know, we we talk about that quite a bit. Yep. Um, those two parts. But I like what you're saying though. Of you know, it's repentance and faith is not just for the time of conversion, but it's for the entirety of the Christian life. It is the Christian life. Yeah. And you know, you know, you're, you're hitting on it. The we, I think, part of the problem as I formulate my thoughts live on the air. Part of the problem with this is that we've punted on definitions. Yeah. Right. And 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 you wonder if if you were to go into generic American church, GAC down on the corner, whatever church that might be, and, and no. ask for a definition of repentance. Yeah. How many different definitions would you get in polling, you know, a 20-person sample from your average American church? I guarantee if you did 20, you get more than 10 different definitions. Like 10 definitions that weren't just about mixed terminology, but like functionally different focuses for each one. And and this is where the Lutherans come out very strong on this issue because we have a simple two-part definition of repentance, contrition and faith, Mm -hmm. contrition and faith. And uh, Brian Wolfmuller uh, has said, this is one of the most important reflexes a Lutheran can teach himself. Mm. You got long gospel, you know, that's one, but the definition of repentance is contrition and faith. And if you can drive that into your head, it will take you a long way in your Christian walk because it explains exactly what repentance is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, okay. it is law and gospel, isn't it? Yep. I mean, con- contrition and faith. Contrition, we're sorry, the law drives us to the cross, and then we go, to, you know, turn to faith, which is the gospel that that mm-hmm. Christ has done what we couldn't do. Well, and contrition is the desired outcome of the law. That's mm-hmm. what the law has been given to do. It's it, when people think that God is this vindictive judge or the the cosmic capricious sheriff waiting to pick us off and catch us speeding on that stretch just west of town that there's nothing, you know. For those of us who grew up in North Dakota, it's a very <laughs> real thing, right? Uh, but or, or for people like the God of the Old Testament is the bad guy and Jesus is the happy love, you know, love, peace, and rock and roll kind of guy of the New Testament, they miss the point that the— God's delivering of the law, even in fire and brimstone proclamations from his prophets, was never about the judgment. God did not want to judge his people. The The purpose of that sort of preaching from the prophets yeah. was to, contrition, was yep. to produce repentance. He desires all to come to yep. repentance. Yeah, He takes yep. no delight in the death of the wicked. And God executes judgment against sin because he must, because mm-hmm. he's a just God and because he's perfect, holy, and righteous. But his desire is to execute judgment against our sin on Jesus instead of on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I mean, the nature of repentance as you look at, or the purpose of the law as it leads to repentance, it's that every mouth would be stopped, right? And every every person held accountable before God. And we, we recognize that, that God is like that... Uh, that, that cop sitting outside of town, we think of him like that. When we think of God in those terms, I should say, we see, okay, that should terrify us. <laughs> I, I, I have no excuse. I was speeding. But what does that cop do? Is <laughs> What does that cop do next is the question. You know, it can lead us so far, but no further. Yeah, and the the whole point behind all of that is to recognize our default position before God is one of the law. 
it, it, it's not one of this that I think God is just loving and in and, and unicorns and rainbows and care bears, right? That's not our default position before God. Uh, <laughs> think about care bears more often. It's every yeah. the world would be a better place if we thought about care bears more often. Uh, <laughs> but but think of Isaiah, and, and I can't, you know, I really can't count the number of times we've talked about this on the air, but. Isaiah, like the most important writer of the Old Testament, like the Old Testament isn't the Old Testament without Isaiah's prophecy, right? Uh, his response to being in God's present isn't, oh, hey, God, what's up? It's, <laughs> woe is me, yeah. for I'm, I'm a man. Yeah, I'm yeah. ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And, and, and we even think about that confession. The thing... Uh, the the thing Isaiah confesses isn't that he's a, a murderous, you know, pillager or that his people are he confesses the sins of the tongue. You know, this is mm-hmm. like every single person on social media is like hiding in shame right now because it's the least significant thing we do on a daily basis. And and that's the thing that comes to Isaiah's mind as he's standing before the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you guys think that the word repentance is similar to words like the gospel where some depends on what you're talking about. It could mean a little bit different things. Like, um, you know, if you say the gospel, it could be referring to, you know, the good news of Jesus Christ. It could be referring to one of the gospels, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or um, the gospel seniors tennis ministry on Wednesday yeah. nights. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we have to define our terms and, uh, like I said, I think the next thing we should talk about here is let's define what is contrition, what is faith, how do those two go together to make repentance in the biblical expression of that. Well, I think maybe the bigger issue from what you're talking about isn't necessarily that there's the flux in the meaning of repentance. We've already talked about that's there. Yeah. I think the bigger issue is that some people equate the gospel with repentance, mm, mm-hmm. and so that their repentance is the good news, mm, right? Uh, and yeah. and and I think like. The, the product of, of generic American preaching isn't to apply the gospel, it's to produce repentance. Hmm. And, and, and that's, a, that's a distinctive shift that I think is far too subtle in our minds, it, that we don't notice it. But uh, I want to preach a message that will challenge people, that will elicit a response. And God wants us to comfort consciences. Hmm. God wants us to point to the blood of Christ. And, and I think that's more at the epicenter of what you're referring to. So it's, it's a little bit of the the blender mixing together, law, law gospel. Yeah, a little bit of gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When when I hear the word repentance, I think of, you know, kind of in what... Kind of like a, nar- the, a narrow versus a wider... Narrow very versus, Lutheran yeah. language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there we narrow, go. Yeah, narrow and broad, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I was thinking, like, with, with repentance, when we think of repentance, it's almost always, in my mind, it leads... It's contrition, but it, it's a turning from one sin is the, the language that's used yep. sometimes. And, and a turning from one sin, why? Because it's bad. You're sorry. You're, you're contrite over that, right? But at the end of the day, where are you turning to, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Turning to myself to do more? in order to get rid of this bad feeling of contrition, or should I turn to Christ? And I think that's an important definition that we have to understand. What does that contrition actually mean and do? How does it function? Yeah, far too often repentance ends up being a turning from the mountain pass only to enter the mines of Moria. 
Neither <laughs> one of those are a, a particular appealing thing. But kind yeah. of like you uh, writing down uh, Estes Park a couple years ago. Yeah. Never mind. You yeah, no, no. You don't have to so, tell that story. No, well, <laughs> now we have to because oh. you brought it up. But so our the AFLC National Youth Retreat is held at the Rocky Mountain or at the YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park, Colorado. And typical that, you know, like one day the rec period is encouraged to spend time with your youth groups that are out. So our youth group picked a Thursday to go up to the peak, mm-hmm. the mountain pass. Uh, what's the mountain? I forget what it is, but it's at 11,000 feet is the ranger station. You drive up there and there's no trees and there's snow and, you know, people who grew up in North Dakota, this is amazing because there's no trees and snow. Uh, (laughs) There's plenty of snow. uh, Me being a North Dakotan and a flatlander, uh, we had between a quarter of a tank and a half a tank of gas in the minivan we'd rented. And then the, the thing about going uphill is that you're constantly accelerating, burning more gas than normal driving. And by the time we got up to the ranger station, the gas light had come on the minivan. We were <laughs> out of gas. There's not a gas station And there's around. not a pump yeah. at the ranger station, and they don't, for reasons of idiots like me doing it regularly, they don't keep like a gas can up there. So I said, they're like, you can drive when you run out of gas, flag someone down, we'll send a truck to give you, you know, a little couple of gallons to get out of the way. And I said, well, which way down the mountain, since we're at the peak, which way down the mountain <laughs> is the closest to the gas station? Uh, and they were more or less the same. So you're picking one direction or the other direction, and it's likely that you're going to run out of gas either way, right? Mm-hmm. So we decided to go towards the camp and hope for the best, and we pulled out of the parking lot. I threw it in neutral, and we coasted down the mountain with traffic. <laughs> I accelerated twice all the way down the mountain and, and tapped the brakes as very little as I possibly could. And we slid into the gas station in Estes Park, Colorado, probably with one fume left. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my uh, my efforts at trying to do the the American Christianity repentance. Well, that's to- <laughs> it's what it is. And, and that, that turning— uh, I think there's something there to be unpacked, and we'll probably do that in the next episode. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just to kind of leave myself a landmark, the problem with the definition, leaving it at turning, is it sounds like something we're doing. Right. And, and that's the problem. But mm-hmm. there is a lot to be said that when, when we turn from trouble or turn from sin because of our sinful nature, we're simply turning to a different kind of sin. Right, you know, it's it's turning from one bad alternative to another bad alternative. We're very rarely improving our situation, mm-hmm. and you know, theologically speaking, we're not unless this is a spirit wrought repentance that is met with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Well, um, maybe we should try to wrap up here in the next minute or so, and then uh, maybe we could um, d- dig in a little more to contrition and faith and defining that and. Do we want next to give week? the definitions at the end of the episode now, scratch that itch, and we can open with that next week? Do you want to do that? Does they think that's fair? So we're going to operate with these working definitions. Contrition is the terrors of the conscience that come from the knowledge of sin. Right? So you're terrified because you realize you've sinned against God and disobeyed his will. Uh, faith is the creation of the gospel that causes us to trust in God for mercy and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That good yeah, working. Those, and those two uh, go together nicely. Yeah. That, well, it's the perfect pair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's where we're wrapping it up. Yeah. I think that's a good place to stop. And uh, we'll have to pick up next time, next week. So thanks for listening today. And uh, I'm a little out of the, the groove here. Usually Brian would have a, a verse. Yeah. Hey, listen, go. Adam, do you have a Bible yeah, right, verse you yeah. want to share? <laughs> uh, Jesus wept. All right. John 11, 35. <laughs> John Jesus 11, 35. Wept. Jesus wept. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. For the latest from the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary in Plymouth, Minnesota, visit flbc.edu. God bless you and have a great week.